Hey, thanks so much for joining us for the Red Letter Challenge. This next 40 days is going to be a great time for us. We're going to step back and, and take a look at the red letters, the words of Jesus, and really entertain the idea, what if we do exactly what he says? And as we do that, uh, as Pastor Zach Zender, who wrote the Red Letter Challenge, says, uh, we're going to find uh, some pretty amazing growth happen in our lives as we begin to look, live, and love more like Jesus. You know, uh, some months ago at the beginning of the summer in 2019, uh, my family and I had the opportunity to take an RV trip out west. And so what we planned to do was take nine days and cover about 3,400 miles, uh, starting in Chicagoland and driving through Nebraska to Colorado Springs, and then down to the Grand Canyon, around to uh, Flagstaff, and then Albuquerque, and then back up through Abilene and St. Louis. And we were able to pull the trip off. Now, we did it in nine days, and we'd never done it before. But what really made the trip a success was the planning. You know, we had a goal for every day we were going to land in a particular place and enjoy a particular feature of that place. Uh, the Grand Canyon is pretty obvious. You know, Albuquerque, there is that, you know, old town section down in the middle of the downtown area, which is fine. And particularly in Abilene, what we wanted to do was horseback riding. Now, we've been on a couple of horseback rides before where it was very nose to tail, you know, a good, uh, a friendly, uh, a small kid friendly trip where you can put a kid on a horse and the horse is kind of clippity clop really slow. Well, we wanted to do something different this time. We wanted to get out on the open range, really act like cowboys and cowgirls and get our boots and hats on and all that good stuff. So we had planned for about the seventh day of the trip. Uh, to be able to get out to Abilene and do some real horseback riding. The problem was, as we got there and got settled into the RV park, um, there was this windstorm that came through town. And while Abilene has had its share of hurricane and gale force winds and such, there was no wind predicted for that particular day we were supposed to ride horses. And yet this 40 mile an hour wind came through uh, and it was so um, destructive looking uh, from the onset that the, uh, the lady who owned the horse ranch who was going to let us ride her horses called me and canceled the day. She said, I'd love to take your money, but it's just not safe enough for you guys to get out. So unfortunately, the only horse we got to see in Abilene was this statue of a horse at the RV park. Um, and the kids didn't even want to go up to it and pet it because they were so disappointed that they didn't get a chance to get out and ride horses. Maybe I was the one who was the most disappointed. But whatever the case is, we had this grand plan and we completely missed our mark. Now, it wasn't necessarily our fault because there was a windstorm that day. But the idea was that we missed our mark and we had to kind of scramble and rearrange a little bit. We had a particular outcome that we wanted to see happen for that day, and it was going to be a fun horseback riding trip, but we just couldn't hit the mark. And, you know, that's not unlike the way it goes when we try to follow the words of Jesus um, half-heartedly or, you know, without help from the Holy Spirit, just try to do them transactionally. Uh, let me give you an example. Um, in Matthew 9, in the NIRV, the Bible says the harvest is huge, but there are only a few workers. So ask the Lord of the harvest to send his workers out into his harvest field. Um, how has the church done with these words of Jesus? You know, sending workers out into the harvest field. How many of us actually go and share our faith with people in such a way that they come into the kingdom of God these days? It seems to be fewer and fewer. In fact, there's a bigger and bigger divide between us who, uh, we who call ourselves followers of Jesus and those who don't. 
Um, there were a couple of guys who wrote a book a few years ago called Unchristian. Uh, Kinnaman and Lyons are their names. And they quoted, uh, they had a couple of quotes from outsiders or people who aren't followers of Jesus and kind of looking in on the activities of the church. And here are a couple of quotes that we found interesting. The first one is, outsiders admit their emotional and intellectual barriers go up when they are around Christians and they reject Jesus because they feel rejected by Christians. So our behaviors don't necessarily match the uh, devotion we profess or, or say we have for Jesus. Here's another uh, another quote. Most people I meet assume that Christians or Christian means very conservative, entrenched in their thinking, anti-gay, anti-choice, angry, violent, illogical, empire builders. They want to convert everyone, and they generally cannot live peacefully with anyone who doesn't believe what they believe. You know, this kind of behavior doesn't sound at all like Jesus. Jesus was able to talk to just about anybody, and while he didn't compromise the character of God or the values that Jesus portrays of God's character, um, he was able to hang around with just about anybody and to welcome them in. And that's sort of the premise of the Red Letter Challenge, is if people are able to connect with Jesus through us, we believe they will fall in love with Jesus. And this is pretty much the, the basis of the red letters that you find in the Bible, is this idea of the coming of the kingdom of God through Christ. And so what we intend to do through this next 40 days is explore the how, the actual pragmatics of following Jesus and the steps to take and the behaviors to exhibit. Um, and we're going to explore that together uh, as a way to, uh, to really truly begin following Jesus. You know, um, sort of to take this idea of missing the mark to the next level. Uh, maybe you heard or read about uh, the news story back in February of last year when Elon Musk, you know, of um, a Tesla fame and SpaceX and such, um, sent a Tesla Roadster into space on one of his rockets there uh, with the intention of targeting Mars. Now, the beauty of this story is that that Roadster was supposed to uh, find a home in the orbit around Mars. And yet when the launch occurred, all you know looked like it was going well for a while, but then the rocket completely passed Mars and missed its mark and just kept going in a you know curvilinear fashion. Um, you know, uh, they're past Mars and on out toward uh, an asteroid field. Um, and uh, at the end, uh, the car never made it to the asteroid field. And in fact, we really don't quite know where it's going. We kind of can track its trajectory and such, but there are point, two points to be made here. One, um, Elon's plan was to send the Roadster to Mars so it could orbit the planet. And that's kind of the way this uh, whole following Jesus and looking at the words of Jesus and the commands of Jesus and the leadership of Jesus has gone for the church in the last few generations. Um, our target has been uh, to uh, kind of orbit the words of Jesus. And so we really never have landed on the words of Jesus in such a way to truly be his disciples in the church and do exactly what he says. So that's our objective with this thing is to actually um, not only target the words of Jesus and not to orbit around the words of Jesus, but actually to land on them. And uh, as such, we believe uh, that life is going to change for us and it's going to become what it was supposed to be. Look at these words in particular uh, from Matthew chapter 7. Jesus says this, 
So then he says, everyone who hears my words and puts them into practice. Let's say that again. Everyone who hears my words and puts them into practice is like a wise man. He builds his house on the rock. The rain comes down, the water rises, the winds blow and beat against that house, but it does not fall. It is built on the rock. And as often as Jesus does, he tells the other side of the story to give it contrast. And he says, going on in verse 26 of chapter seven there, but everyone who hears my words and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man. He builds his house on sand. The rain comes down, the water rises, the winds blow and beat against that house and it falls with a loud crash. Now, I don't know about you, but when I first read this, Um, teaching of Jesus, this analogy of Jesus, I thought about the story of the three little pigs, you know, and maybe, who knows, maybe the story came from the teaching of Jesus somehow, but you think about it just that simply, if there's a strong house around you, a strong foundation around you, in other words, if your life is squarely fixed upon Jesus, if your life is fixed upon Jesus, the Bible says that that is like building the, uh, the house of your life on rock. It's like the the house of your life that you build, and we are all building a life. The house of our lives are built on rock if they're built on the leadership of Jesus. And likewise, if they are not, then they're built on what? On sinking sand. And so the houses of our lives are built built on sinking sand if they're built on something other than the leadership of Christ. Um, And that really is um, what leads us to explore five different aspects of the leadership of Jesus Um, in those five different ways, which we'll share next. um, We build our houses of our lives on the rock of Jesus. We're going to explore what it's like to be with Christ and actually walk with him on a daily basis. You know, we're tempted to believe that Christianity is all about doing and the behaviors that perhaps we mentioned before. We know that doing behaviors doesn't save us. Um, Scripture says that we are saved uh, by faith uh, through the grace of God and not through our own works. And so we trust in that. And yet at the same time, we don't stop there. Our lives begin to change because we recognize the love of Jesus. And so that doing of life starts with being, being with God and walking with him. We're also going to talk secondarily about, um, or secondly, about forgiving. Uh, forgiveness is at the core of Christianity. And yet you know, how do we, how often do we really practice forgiveness in our day-to-day life? Um, giving someone mercy and letting them off the hook in the name of Jesus when they've wronged us. We're going to talk about how we've received forgiveness and how that is supposed to translate out into our lives. Uh, thirdly, we'll talk about serving, how we never really grow as much in the kingdom unless we're serving someone else in such a way that we are leaving uh, that situation with no strings attached, where we're not expecting something back in return. We're also going to talk about giving and generosity. Uh, Zach in his book says that there's no such thing as a stingy Christian. Uh, we don't believe that we can we can come into the Christian life and follow Jesus and fail to be generous in some way, form, or fashion. And then, like, uh, and then lastly, uh, likewise. Uh, We also believe that as we come into the faith, we are called to go and to share our faith with other people. There's no way that we can really just keep the faith in Jesus to ourselves and not share it with someone else. It's antithetical to the idea of being a a follower of Jesus and a Christ follower. 
So what we're asking people to do as we go into these 40 days and as we explore these five themes together, uh, what we're asking people to do is two things. Primarily, if you have a relationship with Jesus, a personal relationship with Jesus that is intimate and close, uh, then we ask you to ask Jesus to lead you through these challenges. And if you don't have such a relationship with Christ yet, we ask you to ask him to lead you uh, into relationship and then to go into these challenges uh, with you because you can't really uh, try to follow Jesus if you don't know Jesus. So we want to ask Jesus, lead us into a life following you and then ask him to do these challenges with us and to give us the strength and the power and uh, the wherewithal to go through and realize these challenges in our lives, these Jesus behaviors. And then secondarily, we're asking everyone to invite someone uh, to come with you as we do these challenges together. None of these challenges and none of these behaviors, none of these ways in which we follow Jesus are intended to be uh, completely and utterly privately alone. In fact, if there are some aspects of them that are done alone, like quiet time with God, what we're intended to do is take that quiet time and allow God to recharge us to then go back out and to share our faith and to serve other people and to be with other people, um, not only orbiting around the words of Jesus, but actually landing on them and employing them in our lives. So we're asking people to talk with Christ and ask him to walk through these challenges with us to make us uh, his Lord and to, and to follow him into these challenges and also uh, turn and invite and ask other people to join us on this 40-day journey. In doing so, we believe that by putting Jesus's words into practice, we will together find the life that God has made for us. Let me say it again. By putting Jesus's words into practice together, not isolated and alone, but together, in the fellowship of saints, in the communion of saints, uh, we will find the life individually and corporately that God has made for us. So this is kind of our objective and our goal for the next several weeks. We invite you as we look at one of those five aspects um, over the next several weeks, being, forgiving, serving, giving, and going. As we look at these five aspects of the words of Jesus over the next several weeks, we ask that you would Walk with Christ and invite him to walk with you and invite others along the way. Let us together as a faith family find the purpose and the meaning in life that we were intended for as we were made by God. You know what? Let's close in prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for the opportunity to step back and look at the words of Jesus as a function of following him in this life, in this real true life that we are called to as followers of Jesus. We look to him for strength and for power. We look to him for leadership. So Father, we ask for the Holy Spirit to guide us into each of these days' uh, challenges, each of these 40 days and its challenge that comes with it. And we ask God that you would help us to uh, rely upon Christ and to ask for his leadership. And also uh, God, that we would go through these challenges together and grow together as a family of God. So go with us, go before us. And teach us and lead us, God, in the way that you've created us to be. We thank you for the opportunity to look at these red letters and take them seriously by the power of the Holy Spirit. We know that you've forgiven us through Jesus. And we also know that you love us enough not to leave us there, but to grow us more and more like your son, Jesus. It's in his name we pray and in his power we trust. Amen and amen.